Travelers. I'm Josh. And I'm Tony. And we're the, the Genshin, Genshin guys. guys. Welcome all. This podcast is for fans of Genshin Impact, the mobile game made by Hoyoverse, also known as MiHoYo. Here we talk about our opinions, experiences, and dreams about Genshin Impact. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. So before we get started, Kahi, how are you doing today? I am been getting less and less sleep over the week because I have a lot of games to play, a lot of anime to watch, a lot of work to work, and yes, yeah, there's just a lot I'm going to play right now, but it's actually good because there's a lot to do. I can stop Genjin when the, like all my resin runs out and immediately run to Honkai Star Rail. <laughs> I can stop Honkai Star Rail when, I, of course, all of my energy and resources are used up there and hop back into Destiny 2. I can stop Destiny 2 and watch anime and then I can sleep. <laughs> so yeah, lot, uh, lot to do. Lot to do. Hashtag um, gamer fun- life. Hashtag anime <laughs> fan. You know, funnily enough, like um, in uh, Destiny 2 right now, there's like a like guardian games where you like compete against other classes which is exactly what's happening in genshin mm-hmm. <laughs> you're competing against other classes oh yeah wow. so there's a lot of parallels in that yo um, which but, which yeah. destiny darshan are you in? i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> titans for life <laughs> all right uh and uh what about you josh how are you been how have you been um so i've just been pretty busy actually like been starting to work on some outside of podcast things but also working on things for the podcast and the server so just trying to balance my time. Of course, also playing games. Uh, been like semi addicted to Honkai Star Rails. So yeah, that's you've been great. streaming a lot too. I've been yeah. streaming a lot. I've been mm-hmm. uh, playing Omega Strikers. This game I'm really really crazy about. So if you're if you're if you haven't heard of that, go check it out. It's free. It's on every console. It's on iOS. It's on um, <clears throat> it's on phones. It's on PlayStation. It's on Switch. It's a it's basically anime air hockey. It's basically League of Legends anime air hockey. <laughs> that's the easiest way I can explain it. But it is free check it out if you haven't already free advertisement they're not paying me for this um but uh yeah i've just been doing a lot trying to find balance um for all these things but it's been really great i've been pretty good i'm getting healthier i guess like i'm getting over sickness and hopefully it goes away completely by the next episode so uh yeah just uh getting there okay so that being said So that being said, I'll introduce today's topics. As always, we have our weeks in Genshin, Genshin news. Today we're going to talk about Baiju and Kaveh impressions. And I mean like how we feel about them, not like us doing their impressions. And we're going to be doing the Pari World Quest discussion. So um, if you haven't uh, done those quests yet, the ones that start with uh, Sarush, the, that are starring Sarush, the... Um, the Pari, then go check it out. It's in the new desert area um, in the top left most of the map. It is really good. It's very long, um, but and of course, there's no voice acting, but we're going to talk about that in a bit. So if you haven't done that yet, feel free to skip that part. I'll put a timestamp in the description just so uh, if you haven't done it yet, you can come back to it. And we're going to talk about our community question discussion and our last wish segment as always. So before we jump into our weeks in Genshin, I just want to give another shout out to the Discord. If you guys have not joined the Discord already, feel free to join. The link is in the the description. Try to keep it wholesome in there. 
respectful you know it's a very safe place to be in my opinion you know I, me and my mods were always uh, checking it out and making sure everything is going well um we talk about genshin a lot of course we talk about the podcast i my we talk about twitch streams um we also have like a weekly camera contest run by fangirl kazu our uh moderator and we have and we also have like honkai star rail conversations if you're interested in honkai as well um just come check it out and if it's not for you feel free to head out but if you want to stay come and stay we have a uh, we have conversations every day there's a channel for everything i swear there's like food there's pets photography vibes just memes and anime everything yeah we try there's to keep it everyone. we try to keep it like not too many channels but there is definitely enough for everybody and i'm always looking to improve and change uh the the server for the better to accommodate more people so if you are interested in something and it's not there feel free to bring it up maybe we can talk about it maybe there are other people that want to make that channel um yeah so come and join us if you have the time so let's get started with our first segment our weeks in genshin okay kahi how has your week in genshin impact been so I got Baiju, which is great. Yay! I think I, I think it hit hard pity though, because last five star was um, Dia, and I stopped immediately. So I forgot to build up some pity. So uh, yeah, I ran into the hard uh, pity, but I won the fifty-fifty. I got Ooh. Baiju. I have him at level eighty. Nice. Um, I just gotta get some more of that violent grass, which is awesome because I have Chi Chi, so I can just you know run around and know exactly where they are. Mm -hmm. um, you can also farm for it in your teapot if you want. Yeah, I can, I can grow it. That's that, that should be fine. Um, so yeah, I've been doing some team testing with him, and I don't. The thing is, it's I've been using him more of like an on-field DPS than a healer. <laughs> I know, okay. like, um, so his healing is a little bit weird because you have to use his skill, and then it as it travels out, you have to switch to the character that you want to heal and then oh, it receives it. no 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 it's um it heals everybody on your team it does it everyone back, no matter who okay you are. oh okay yeah oh that's okay so um, I was only when you're when you use healing. your burst um then it heals only the character that's active so we'll talk about that when we get oh, to Baiju got, and Kabe okay yeah. Yeah, yeah i switched it around okay um but yeah um just been leveling him getting some artifacts but uh, and doing some quests here and there because I'm trying to, I'm trying not to devote like, you know, my entirety of one available evening to the one game because I still want to try and keep up with another. Right. But yeah, just trying to spread out my time. Uh, what about you, Josh? How's your week in Genshin? Um. So I got Kave and Baiju. It, I had a really fun stream pulling for them. Um. I I saved up. I totally skipped last banner. I didn't really roll except for our last wish segments, and. I had like what, like 80 pulls saved up or something like that. Didn't spend anything. And I was able to get four Kaves and Baiju, which is crazy. Cause some people nice. like got, went all the way to Baiju C2, losing 50 50, uh, or C1, losing 50 50, and didn't get Kave, like a single Kave. Um, but I got really lucky. Um, and I've been trying to level both of them. But the hardest thing is not having enough luminescent pollen. <laughs> So mm -hmm. having to kill fun yep. guys is, uh, it's just so much like I really a have certain to way too, right? And <laughs> so you have to run around no fun guy, not using electro, not using pyro. Yeah. I mean, they can still drop it. It says there's a low chance of them dropping it, but like, you know, you don't want to do that on purpose. So 
Um, so I've been using like freeze team with Dendro, like Hydro, Hydro, Freeze, and Dendro, and like just kind of doing that because like freeze bloom because the characters that happen to have to level are like that um and yeah so i'm just trying to figure out some teams with both of them because i really like both of them on one team and i love kave's ability to like blow up the bloom the blooms so having baiju to help generate them is really cool um but yeah I want, i'll talk more about that when we talk about our impressions but like that's mostly what i've been doing this week in genshin just like farming materials getting on and doing uh bosses and trying to just use up my resin and uh, making sure that i'm oh i'm also been farming for artifacts for them um specifically the dendro <laughs> i feel like this entire 3.0 and onward patch i'm just like sitting and farming in this freaking domain with deepwood memories and gilded dreams like i feel like i'm there every day <laughs> Yeah, so it's just that, dendro characters like are too good yeah like dendro they characters are too good it's such a valuable domain i'm i'm torn between like farming that some more to get some dendro artifacts for baiju but he what he has now is good i just gotta level them up a bit mm -hmm. um because of the weapon but anyway, uh anyways wait what? oh so yeah okay, me yeah. and you with bench me and you with baiju kave i haven't used kave all that much i just you have i know i switched him no i switched to him and I did his charge attack, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's so cool, and right? Went back to Baiju. Yeah, it's cool. And it's I just cool. went back to Baiju. When, when you use his, <laughs> when you use his burst, and you put it on Dendro, uh, application onto his weapon, then like he spins around and just does a bunch of Dendro AOE damage. It's really cool. So, um, but yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so yeah, great. So we both got Baiju and Kave. Really, really fun to use Dendro characters. Possibly, um, yeah. So like possibly going to be using them in a lot of teams going forward especially baiju as like a shielder dendro healer um and uh yeah we'll get to that so nextly nextly uh we'll talk about genshin news <laughs> so genshin news there's not a lot of news um at all uh as always recently i think that the news is going to be kind of chill for a little bit until fontaine comes out so but just in case we have birthdays we have uh candace on May 2nd was the only birthday this time around this past week. And we have, in terms of other news, a Sarush event starting tomorrow. So we're going to talk about the Pari World Quest soon um, in this episode. And the, you get a little companion from that quest. And there's going to be an event based on that companion. So you have to complete the first step of the World Quest called the Splendorous Sky. The Splendorous Sky that day. That's what it's called. Um, and then you can do the Recollector's Path Trials of the Bloomguard event starting from May 8th, which is the day that we should be releasing this episode of the podcast. So if you haven't already tried it, go check it out. Um, maybe there's a quick start option if you haven't done it, but I think the quest is, uh, the first part of the quest is pretty short, so you might be able to just go do it. Um, I don't know much about it other than that. So yeah, maybe we'll talk about it next week once we've done a little bit of it. But that's pretty much it for news. Other than that, we have, um, I think they've released the wallpapers for the Parade of Providence patch, this 3.6 patch. The art with uh, Kave, Alhaitham, Sino, and Tanari, and then Baiju. They have like the wallpaper sets, so if you're interested in those, check those out. Um, but otherwise, we'll move on to our main, one of our main topics of discussion for today, which is the Baiju and Kave impressions that we have after checking them out. So we talked a little bit about them already, but, um, Kahi, what are, like, did you, I mean, you have both of the characters, 
Um, I'm assuming you did their trials. Mm -hmm. Like, what are your yep. first impressions from them? Just like out the gate, like before you've started experimenting with them. Like, what did you what did you feel about them? So let's okay, start with so uh, first... Baiju. Okay, Baiju then Kaveh? Or Kaveh, yeah, yeah. Kaveh then Baiju. Oh, okay. okay, let's do Kaveh then Baiju because four star five. Yeah, let's do it. For the best for last. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so Kaveh, anytime I see like, when I hear of like a Claymore person with like ele elemental infusion, the first thing I, I think of is Noel. Okay, Noel mm. was like the one of my like favorite Claymore users for a very long time since like 1.0. Right. Because her she heals while she's attacking her range is huge you do like one charge attack you hit the whole field it's just it's fun so when i was using kave and i was doing like you know his attacks with like elemental infusion i'm like okay this seems pretty okay it looks cool it just feels like i don't want to say underwhelming but it feels like i expected it to be more of a spectacle like i keep thinking his attacks are supposed to be bigger because like you know you cast an elemental uh, you know, elemental uh burst and then you start attacking i think it's so i'm i keep thinking it's supposed to have more reach you just play it, too much noel man <laughs> i, I know i you. do i play too much noel um even um like the range is bigger even Eula, like they get bigger it is but it's like it, only slightly um, compared to only slightly noel. Yeah. yeah i'm just the expectation i have from noel i'm just i think i'm just spoiled um, I'm also expecting healing, but I'm not. I'm not because I see green. I typically think, "Oh, I'm getting healed." No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm doing damage, but I'm not getting healed, which is why Baiju to make makes sense. Um, Nahida, I've only been using with Zhongli shield because I don't want Nahida to get hit at all. I don't think my Nahida's ever taking damage because I'm I'm so like paranoid of protecting. Protect Nahida. the baby. <laughs> protect. Must protect. Um, yeah. Um, Kave is very. He, he's simple he's simple enough like he, he has a aoe skill use and it triggers all the blooms or yeah it triggers all of the uh, what are they called again the seedling not seedlings um glooms hyper bloom mm, bloom hyper bloom. what are they actually called what if they was seedlings bloom core dendro core dendro cores okay yeah immediately blows them up and what's nice is that you don't get damaged by them if you trigger them so that that's a neat little plus. Well, you get damaged, but you actually just like heal it back. <laughs> like it's like a cave thing. Wait, it actually does lower your HP. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn they said it didn't. No, I think I think electro, I think hyper bloom doesn't. Mm -hmm. But bloom does. Okay, I gotta read. I gotta yeah. read that description again. But yeah, um, that's, why, that's why he's, he's a good character. People kill themselves if they don't have a healer, which is why Kokomi mm -hmm. is so important or Barbara. Okay, wait, hold on, let me pull it up. I this is on my mind now, because when he casts his skill, are you talking okay, about well, Kave? While I look this up, yeah. While so, I look this so up, uh, what are your takes, impressions? Kave takes damage from cores, but his I think his second passive or one of the passives you get from leveling him up gives him the ability to heal back damage when he gets hit by dendro what core damage that he heals himself based on I think his elemental mastery. Mm -hmm. Okay, when damage dealt by a dendro core hits Kave, you regain HP equal to. Th oh, okay, so that's why I. Yeah, so that's why it feels so like he does when he get uses Kave, hit, but he, he doesn't take damage. As long as he's getting hit by a dendro hmm. core. But if you. If you, um. What's it called? 
if the dendrocore damage does more than your healing and then you get hit by enemies you will die <laughs> like you know like okay. yeah which is why i also oh. have visor just in case on the same team most of the time you know you know when oh, this was a while ago but when they introduced the chasm there was this artifact set that specifically triggers like when your hp goes low I'm trying to figure out what it was well, like the, the thing the is, the, the thing is, I don't know, I don't know about that one, but uh, mm -hmm. all I know is that like the thing is, you don't want his HP to go low, like um, well, it's no. not reliable. Like you would have to get yeah. hit because, um, what's it called? The it's the the course thing is really hectic. Like one of the characters that would be like you can keep their HP low is like Xiao or Hu Tao, mm -hmm. because their abilities take their own HP, as opposed to like a reaction taking it, or even like Kuki. Is there oh, a set? What is it? Vermilion hereafter. The Vermilion hereafter. Oh yeah, set. so that's so, the Shao set. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So when, when the character's damage. HP decreases, their attack will further increase by ten percent, further increase up to a maximum four times. Yeah. So that 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 would make sense actually, because like you mm -hmm. do get hit in Bloom teams. The thing is like the attack stat doesn't do much for Bloom reactions. It's mm -hmm. more about elemental mastery. So. You know what's weird? It doesn't say like how long it lasts. Normally it says for like 10 seconds or 20 seconds. It just says increase. So yeah, okay. Um, otherwise, first impressions, yeah, Kaveh's good. Um, I'm sure he can work into some interesting teams. Um, but if I had to like... I think I said this a while ago when we were, think, when we were thinking about Baiju. If I needed a... Or no, in Dendro characters in general. I think it was about when Alhaitham was coming out. I wasn't planning to roll for Alhaitham because I already had Nahida. And if I needed a Dendro applicator... It would be Nahida. Mm -hmm. Um, Kave is kind of the same thing, but Baiju is a little bit different because he is specifically a healer and a shielder. But what are your impressions of Kave so far? Do you like him? You find a good team? Okay, so, uh, by the way, I just looked it up, and that the the buff, the attack buff from Vermilion Hereafter is sixteen seconds. One wow, six. that's a while. Yeah. So um, for Kave, I mean, I really like his design. Obviously, um, when you play, I think if you play Parade of Providence, you will just like his character more in general. Like Parade of Providence is so funny because uh, someone was saying this. Like Parade of Providence is kind of like a four-star story quest for Kave <laughs> um, and Layla because like they're they're like the two main characters, um, sort of. So I don't want to spoil. Oh, anything. Layla hangouts. I gotta yeah. do those. But uh, it's pretty cool. Like, um, uh, his his character is really cool. So, playing him, um, I really liked. Of course, his animations are very flashy. Like, he uses like this suitcase. He doesn't even he 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 never touches his sword, Kahi, except for one animation, which I like. His, Just the his, cosmetics uh, of it. His diving awesome. attack. He 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 actually like the case makes the sword, and then he like slams the sword on the ground with his hand. But then he takes mm -hmm. up his hand like ah, like like it's like like it's like he hurt his own <laughs> hand or it's heavy or something like that. Like, so, he, like he normally doesn't do this. Yeah, and so it was really great um, seeing that. And so yeah, I really like his playstyle. What I, what I've done is like, um, oh okay, I'll talk more about my build in a second. But as far as um, like his skill, I think it's really cool, and I like to use it more. So that's why I, I'm using sacrificial greatsword on him. Also because I want energy recharge for his burst to come back more often. Um, but I like that he can be this like on-field dendro driver. Um, kind of like Alhaitham. And he, but he can blow up those uh, dendro cores on command. And so 
I've just been having a lot of fun with him, seeing all the green numbers, and um, I've been putting him with Baiju so that I don't have to worry about health stuff, and also about Dendro application when my cooldown is down. So I've been trying him with uh, different teams, like I said, the Bloom Freeze team, um, just Bloom team. I haven't actually tried him with like Electro yet, but to me, he feels really smooth and really fun, and um, he just looks cool. So it's kind of easy to just enjoy playing him for me because of how cool he looks <laughs> so um and dendro's just good in general so there's a lot of things i could try I, i'm sure i haven't tried yet like i was really thinking about trying a toma virgin team with him but yeah we'll see um yeah, I his like skill is him short cooldown too his like skill is five, five seconds. seconds yeah six, six i think okay so it's pretty cool i but yeah, I, so i'm get... doing great sacrificial anyway so i can blow up more <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's well on the well-rounded character. I like him. Yeah. Um, um, so what about Baiju? I'm not gonna put him on my main teams, oh. but yes, Baiju. Yes. So tell um, me about Baiju. So for Baiju, I actually gave him. Let me pull up my character here. So I gave him the Lost Prayer to the Sacred Winds. Oh. Now, if you you have this one, right? You put it on on Wanderer. Yeah, it's the crit rate one, right? Yep. Um, it matches Baiju's outfit perfectly, so I I can't take it off. Because <laughs> no, I'm looking at it, I'm like, all it has the same light greens, same like lavender colors, and it's just like a constant elemental damage boost, and makes it move around a little bit more. So I'm, I think this weapon is kind of why I've been using him more of a DPS, so I can get the, <laughs> the damage buffs, and it just matches him aesthetically. So yeah, I found the weapon for him. Um, which kind of leads me to my like my team build. So I've been using him with a dual hydro because you know the HP boost. Mm -hmm. So I have Yolan and Shincho, and I also have Kuki. So I have a good hyper bloom team. I have the HP boost, so he can heal more. And he, even though he, I can build him more into damage because I'm getting HP buffs from somewhere else. Um, I just have to get his talents up in order to get him. To unlock his full potential but his charge attack is like really cool i've always been a fan of like charge attacks that have like a this lightning kind of like this lightning strike from above kind of thing um it's kind of why i like what is kujo saro's burst mm -hmm. this little lightning strike you have yaimiko's burst which is a super big lightning strike i like i like the looks of that so baiju has one where he does it like a dendro laser beam um it's just that he only has four basic attacks and they're pretty slow and they're short range i keep thinking they're longer range because he's a catalyst user but he's his play style is like self-preservation you know constant reapplication of shielding i know there's artifacts that could take advantage of the reapplication of a shield um mm -hmm. like the what was it the retracing bolide mm -hmm. it's from oh, it's from like a the leeway set do yep. i have one yeah yeah retracing bolide's right yeah. Like character does more damage when they have a shield. Mm -hmm. While protected, gain additional forty yeah. percent normal charge. I might try to dabble with those because the re one of the reasons why I don't want to do that because it says increase shield strength by thirty five percent, even though it is programmed to dissipate and then reapply. Right. So. Yeah, it's, it seems. I not mean, optimal, technically, it's a constant honestly. shield. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem that. Optimal. It seems like you maybe like a niche two gladiator set type. 18% mm -hmm. attack bonuses instead or something. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, 
Yeah. My Baiju sitting at 51% crit rate, 106% crit damage, which is pretty... Eh. I want more crit damage, but it's like... So I you're to trying really to build Baiju as DPS. Mm-hmm. So funny. How do you, know, how do you normally play him? Huh? How do you normally play him? Well, I try to play him the way his, like, kit, you know, um, lends Blair. itself to play him, which is, like, uh, off-field Dendro support. But I like switching to him and just, like, using him sometimes, but basically, bloom, <laughs> because I have Kave out, and I just bring Baiju to, to put the shield and to do the snake thing. Now, <clears throat> I was thinking about making, like, a DPS Baiju build, too. I just think it would take a lot of resources right now, and I don't really have the... <laughs> I don't really have something for that right right now, I think. But I do love his attack animations and his uh you know, and I like like his elemental skill. I'm actually trying to go for his C1, like until his banner's gone, I'm just gonna keep rolling. And uh because I want two charges of the snake <laughs> for his skill. Um which Oh speaking really of nice. which, he has this character has two voice actors because yeah. Chung Cheng. The only okay, there's only one other character that technically has another voice actor in the playable character. Yeah, I think that's official. I mean, technically, Guoba has like two voice, like uh, Zhongling and Guoba is technically two voice actors, but you don't right. ever hear Guoba's voice when you're playing. That's true. It's like during cutscenes. I see. And you're stuff, talking about but, like Oz, right? Okay. Yeah. So Baiju has Changsheng. Um, official has Oz. The Doctor will I, see you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says. In English. I still have, I still have it in um, Japanese. Oh, I switched so much now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I love so I love Kave's English voice, but I love Baiju's mm-hmm. Japanese voice. So like I switch, and they're on the same team for me. So I keep switching the voice. Kave back has a good voice. Yes. Yeah. It's very it's sassy. It has it's so expressive. Yeah. yeah. Really yes, like very. It's it's a good performance. I do like that. Yeah, so so that's good. Uh, for me, Baiju, like, I I am not building him DPS, but I what what I really like about him is that he just feels like so. And someone put this like in a really uh, easy to understand way for me. He's like the Dendro Zhongli, <laughs> but he also heals. So um, I feel pretty safe when I have him on my team. Like as long as he's like decently built up or whatever. Um, I feel like I can do, I can take as many hits as I need to. I feel like I can just run into stuff. I can take risks dodging because I'll be able to heal it back or I'll be able, I'll have a shield that lets me take the hit or something like that. So I, I really like that he makes me, my team feel like that no matter who's on it because, you know, sometimes like I, I've been, I've been not using Zhongli for a while on purpose um, just to like mm-hmm. learn I can see that. and stuff. Um, I still use him when I'm using Yoimiya or Hu Tao because, like, without him, those characters kind of don't feel as safe to play. But, um, yeah, I've just been really enjoying Baiju. Um, and I feel like he's the kind of character that could go on any team that has anything that has to do with Dendro. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of like the new Nahida, but, like, support version, which is cool. So Nahida's still good and it will always be relevant. But if you want someone to heal your team, I feel like Nahida Baiju is going to be like a lot of spread teams or version teams or whatever. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know. It's really, it's just really fun. I, I like that he's really fun to play and I can put him anywhere. That's what I like. I Another thing I like is that I know his character 
is designed very well it's very unique in how it does it's you know it sends out a it sends out the snake but then it kind of like lingers and then returns to you or if there's enemies it jumps to the enemies then returns to you um i know that it reminds me of like back when when kooky came out like it doesn't make sense that kooky like damages herself and then sends out like this aoe and then like slowly heals over time even she was she was not really considered good back then until sumeru came out and then has all these like other elemental interactions and now apparently she's like a tier or s tier sometimes yeah like, she's kind of irreplaceable in a lot of teams yeah yeah so people got used to her because at first in the current availability of characters she didn't really mix well so what my hope for is now that i have baiju and then i do like you know bloom and hyper bloom when fontaine comes out with all the hydro characters there's gonna be that one that really mixes very well with baiju so mm -hmm. i definitely am going to be looking forward to some hydro characters i i, I might just hold out until the Archon, honestly, because I have like Yelan, I have Mona, I have Shincho, I have oh, some we'll see, I have good right? Hydro. Because they could come out we'll with see. like non Hydro characters at, at the beginning, mm -hmm. like no problem, right? You know, but like I'm looking forward to a character that will make more sense with another character, yeah. Like yeah, I could sense. definitely get this person on a team and it'll perform wonderfully, or so just I, any character whose aesthetic you like, right? Yeah, <laughs> like the circus Tall kids, characters. the circus the people, the circus kids. <laughs> oh man i can't wait to see I, those i wonder i'm um, just so curious about like what their attack animations are going to be like you know but um oh artifacts so i basically just have like the four piece artifact set which one uh, four piece um dendro oh yeah yeah uh, of course. That, that's kind of the memories. ideal mm -hmm. i think for him right now yeah skiller burst hits targets dendro resistance decreased yep. and yeah and dendro damage bonus so because i'm using him as a dendro damage dealer do you have do you have um another dendro character on your team no i know like um he could but i want like the double hydro and a electro character i have kooky on his team i see because so. you could if you want what if you want him to do more damage i think that a lot of people do is like they'll to buff their dendro character kind of um like you could put dendro uh, you can put that Dendro four piece set on Kuki, and then when she hits someone, then with her skill, then it also shreds the resistance, and then you can just have Baiju have a two piece Dendro damage set plus two piece uh, attack set or something like that. Okay, so my Kuki currently um, is using the Gilded Dreams because she benefits from Elemental Mastery because she does heal and damage more based on that. And her weapon is the key of Kajnisut, which is originally supposed to be for Nilu. Uh -huh. So Kuki benefits from HP main stat, but also gets an elemental mastery damage buff based on her EM. Interesting. Um, I feel like you, actually, should, you should look into that because uh, I feel like mm -hmm. you probably get more out of one of those stats than the other one. I don't think I've ever seen people run Gilded Dreams on Kuki, but I don't know. Well, because here's the thing. Her talent uh healing amount will be increased by 75 percent of elemental mastery and damage dealt is increased by 24 25 percent of elemental mastery um so the weapon is hp just hp percentage but it increases elemental mastery by 0.15 percent 0.15 percent of max hp 
Oh, um, right, right. It, which track which stacks three times. And the artifact is uh, attack is increased by 14% for each party member whose elemental is the same. And elemental mastery is increased by 50 for everyone who is different. Does it so, do a lot of damage? I do a lot of healing and damage. Are you because happy with it? The, yeah. Because right, cool. I mean, she's not the main <laughs> DPS. And yeah. because like the Electro is like a short range AOE. I, well, just I, I was Baiju, just thinking, okay, I was just giving you a suggestion. If you want to see mm -hmm. Baiju do as high damage numbers as possible by himself, mm -hmm. then that's just an extra yeah. suggestion. Well, I'm, I'm still leveling him, so it's yeah, <laughs> a true, way true. to go. Eventually, eventually. Yeah. I would love to see like, like him do his like three trigrams, three, three trigrams, 64 pounds. Like, yeah, that's, you know? he's like Neji. Yeah. He's literally like that. Um, was it last? Hugo, the yeah. Hugo style. I mean, so overall, seems like Baiju and Kaveh are pretty strong additions to the lineup, I think. Um, and uh, I think I mentioned this before. I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast, but like, we got so many Dendro characters. Once we have Kirara next patch, we'll have as many Dendro characters as Geo characters that are in the game, period. And that says a lot. And I know we didn't have the element for two years, but, you know, it sounds like maybe we won't get Dendro characters for a while. Like... I could see exactly. that just because we just got so many at once that um, now they're going to start building on Fontaine characters and Hydro characters and whatever else characters you can find in Fontaine. Um, what I like about Fontaine is that it's like this like engineering hub, like technology hub sort of kind of place. And arts. And mm -hmm. arts. And so like we could just see like the most varied character designs coming out of here, which I'm super excited for. Um so yeah, so we'll see. Um, I I just like these two characters. Um, we'll see how Kirara is once she comes out. I'm not even planning on rolling for her, so um, yeah, just because I don't want to. I have to save. I don't want to like. I don't want to try to get a four star, but I don't know. I I, I might try a little bit. Um, if Mika is on the same banner too, I might try, especially because like I don't have Mika. So if I have a chance of getting two of the guaranteed four stars or the two characters I don't have, then I might try, but. I got really lucky with Kave, and um, I got lucky with Baiju. I also won the 50-50, so. Didn't someone in the Discord get, like, all four characters, like, on one pool? Oh, or yeah. Was it on was, I, don't, I think it was on Reddit. I don't think it was. I think someone posted it in the Discord uh, okay. on Reddit. Uh, from Reddit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They got, like, all four characters, and yeah. like, well, you're done. Yeah, like, that, that's nice. So, uh, so, yeah. So, I think that I'm enjoying them. We'll see how they evolve in our own play styles going forward i'm really curious to see kahi's damage baizu figure that out <laughs> and um yeah we'll, we'll see what happens so okay so moving on to our next section we'll be talking about the pariu world quest or it's called as it's known in game the kavarana of good and evil quest and the pari are these little creatures that exist um in this area which I think we've never heard of up until now. And they're a race of like bird flower like creatures. Um, and they come from like the divine bird Simurg, um, who was in the Varukasha Oasis in the the new 3.6 like Girdle of Sands like area in uh, in Sumeru Desert. And they consider their god to be the former Hydro Archon, who was stained with corruption during the Cataclysm. And um, you basically travel with Sarush, 
the um, one of the parry and you're trying to like you get commissioned by the Adventurers Guild and you try to uh, find the uh, what is it? You get commissioned. You get commissioned by the Adventurers Guild, and if you look up in the sky in this new area, you will see a tree that's like shooting light into a portal in the sky. It's like a very crazy sight to see, um, and they call it the Sign of Apeosha. And so, like you meet with this Pari Sarush, you try to figure out how to stop it, and um, you know you meet a lot of other Pari. You meet some. Um, people called the the Nagarjunites or the Order of Skeptics and um, try to figure out how to close or, or to get rid of the sign of Apoisha and kind of save the the Pari and kind of everybody. I think there's like a there's a really there's something They're not really a Darshan, right? They're just like an offshoot like group of academia people. Yeah, they, they have like their own beliefs about um what's happening here in this area in the Vruksha Oasis area they're more like a club than a Darshan yeah and they're apparently like their style was too extreme for the academia to accept them and their their and their studies I'll show you I'll show all of you that's basically their whole idea yeah and so uh you know I don't want to like get too deep into the summary but uh because there's a lot of names that I cannot pronounce and it is a very long quest yeah yeah i I definitely recommend going to watch a video on youtube uh if you play through the whole quest and you still have some confusion about it understandably yes and uh it is a lot of running around this new area finding objects finding some enemies and you also have this new mechanic where you can control sarush directly to interact with puzzles around the map and Sarush can that. fly, right? Now, this is like a whole new mechanic in the game. Like, Sarush can fly up and down freeform from a pretty far distance away from the Traveler. And it was really cool trying a lot of these puzzles. So, um, you know, first, I want to start with our thoughts on the new area. So, Kahi, what did you think about, like, this new area? Which, uh, whose names I've already forgotten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the... What is it called? <laughs> pulling, pulling it up right now. Then this okay, the, the Gavare Lajavard and the Realm Lajavard. of Farakert. Yes. Okay. There we go. Okay. So, what do you think of like this new 3.6 added desert area? Mm. Mm, I like it. It is very full. I think I mentioned this last episode too. While I was trying to do the story, uh, I got all like super distracted by all the chests available. There's a lot of loot. So honestly, you go like. You walk them for like 10 seconds, you already see like a really cool looking chest. Um, some of them are locked behind a simple puzzle. Some are locked by a really big puzzle where you have to kind of go to three areas all around and get some enemies down and then go all the way back and then pick up the chest. Um, so there's a lot. Um, if you just want, even if you aren't planning to do the story for whatever reason, just run through it and you can get a lot of like free stuff. Um, there's a lot of Dendroculus here too. Um, there's some that are very, very close together. I just, I love the fact that you can reposition the little like tethers, the tethering points mm-hmm. so that you can choose like where you want to like, you know, the four leaf, to. the four leaf sigils. Mm-hmm. I love that. But you have, to, I mean, you have to use Sarush to do it, which is fine. 
Um, Sarouche becomes a gadget, so you can't use your own gadgets. You can't, you know, have your food. Right. Um, I've seen people. I don't. I'm. I'm sure you've seen a clip of this. They're they're casting like their elemental bursts or their skills, and it actually stays with Sarouche, and they fly Sarouche into the enemies. Oh, I've not seen that. What the <laughs> heck? That's crazy. It works. It actually works. I don't think they are able to kill anything, but if you have any kind of skill that applies an aura effect around you, um, you can cast it, and technically the game will treat Sarouche as you because you're controlling it. You're moving around. It takes. You can't see your own character when you cast when you like go um when you control Sarouche, and then you fly around. The effect will still apply. So like you can still see the shield, you can still see like the there's one where they had um Kaya's ice crystals still floating mm -hmm. around. Wow. And like <laughs> it was just freezing everyone and then running all the way back. It's it's pretty funny. Um but I like I like this new system where you can explore more without having to worry about getting hit or consuming stamina mm -hmm. and just repositioning those the sigils it's really it's really good it really helps you get it to get to some places it is required obviously for certain puzzles or quest progression right overall i like the new areas mm -hmm. very very stylish um the I cave systems especially the new tree is just so bright so like mystic um yeah very oh by very the way in that the, the realm of Farrakhet place or so the place where the mm -hmm. big tree is i love the yep. music there it's oh so it's good. great yeah yeah just walking through like some slight puddles mm -hmm. and then you have like the the bright blue flowers that are in like that spiral oh yeah the puzzle uh, design. there's a puzzle for that too mm -hmm. yep i thought of, at first i thought it was like the geo the geo symbol because right. you know geo has like that swirl i thought it was related but no um yeah, I like this new area, and it evolves. So just like in the desert, mm -hmm. the, the pyramid, I guess it's not really a spoiler at this point, but you know, the big swirling cloud that goes into the pyramid, mm -hmm. um, you can turn that off. <laughs> you can turn um, that off. This one, yeah. The big hole in the ground uh, becomes a lot prettier. So if you really want to see how the zone changes, I do love how the zone ends up. Mm. Uh, so even if even if you're not a story person if you like you know evolving worlds you may want to do this quest it's uh it's actually really good because the effect you can see from the other side of the map yeah mm. uh what about you josh uh impressions of the area do you like it yeah, yeah no i love it i love the music i love the aesthetic um i think it's a nice change of pace from like the open open world desert that we've been kind of in this whole time um and kind of a mix you get some floral flora and fauna yeah and i mean it's like it's more it's more vertical right like this one uh, and there's like caves and things and um yeah that big tree you can totally see it from like the from the jade thing oh no you can see it from dragon spine the glowing tree yeah <laughs> So I I wow, tried this I, I tried this on far. stream. Um, I went to Dragon's Spine, and by by where the Statue of Severn is, when you teleport there, if you go to the edge, like of the mountain, I'm gonna go like, there right now. You can um, Dragon's Spine, and make sure your graphics are all the way up. And this was on PC, right? Like on when I tried to max it out as much as possible. Wait, um, the domain or the statue? The the Statue of Seven. <clears throat> and I and if you get closer far. to the edge. 
you can see it. But if you turn the camera away from it, you it disappears. Like it stops being rendered. <laughs> like it's like the the actual edge of like where you can see it from, like the farthest edge. Oh, I might need to do it on my computer because yeah. I'm on my iPad. Right oh, now. if you're on iPad, there's no way. I don't think there's gonna render that far. No. Um, but um, for for PlayStation Five and for PC, it should render. Um, but yeah, I, I was testing out like how far can I see this because this is gigantic. Ooh, that is crazy. That's a far distance. I had to scroll a lot. Yeah. On this map. So uh, yeah, so that was fun looking for that. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked the new area. Um, I, I, this is another quest where I really, really wish it was voice acted, you know, like the R and R quest is one thing. It has like a lot of different characters, a lot of different hard words to pronounce and et cetera, et cetera. It would help if it was voice acted, but it wasn't like a, so compelling of an, of a story, like at least the do, doing the quests, um, for like the random quest you have to do for all the R and R, like um if it's if it's it's not voice it's like uh, okay whatever but the jet quest golden slumber quest that was you know very emotional there was a lot of character development and characters there and i think it would have been really great to be voiced and i think this quest is also a really good contender for a quest that should be voiced in the game obviously it's a world quest with a lot of effort put into it but yeah i really enjoyed a lot of the interactions with sarush and the other pari in this uh in this quest and during my stream i voiced a lot of the characters which was really fun but um uh yeah we, we were just imagining like i i did one quest like you know how there's like the emrita pool where you can like bring the kind of like the sigils mm -hmm. like i have a clip on my twitch where like the guy's like oh like you know you gotta bring the things to the emrita pool or something and one of my uh one of the people, the viewers, had me use like a, a British accent. So I was like, um, hello, traveler. Were you here to put the sigils in the Amrita pool? Like, was like imagining what it would be like with all this like random voice acting. Um, but yeah. You that's, should just add a voice yeah, to like an unvoiced character just randomly. Yeah, I think it's, it's really, it's really interesting that you can imagine it yourself. But at the same time, like this game benefits so much from the voice acting i feel like it should just be everywhere i would love for every quest to be voiced you know what i mean that's why i appreciate honkai star rail because even certain side quests have like full voice acting mm -hmm. so it's really good it helps with the immersion yeah exactly it helps with the immersion so yeah so from this story quest kahi um is there anything else that like stuck out to you from it like the actual story quest itself Okay, so there's a specific line, and I only took like one screenshot of this because I felt like that's a pretty important detail. That's pretty huge, pretty, pretty big lore reveal. So it says the by Zervan, Zervan, like the main like elder, mm -hmm. uh, the elder Pari. So he says the god safeguarding this place is rejected by the time flowing throughout this land, and so are we. So I'm like that's. That's pretty big. Yeah, it sounds cool, <laughs> so, right? Yes. So, first of all, there's a god safeguarding the place. Okay. That's huge. Um, time flowing throughout this land rejects the god and the Pari themselves. There's a lot to unpack in that one sentence. So, he said, like, they used to worship someone that was 
be the previous Hydro Archon. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, apparently, there's no god left because you know time rejected it. But then, for time, the flow of time to reject a god, um, time is a really big factor in this whole thing. Because mm -hmm. like the the tree itself like gets rebuilt, technically rebuilt. Mm -hmm. It just gets pulled back out of. I keep referring to it like a wormhole. Because when you look in, if, if you look like into it before you did the whole, mm -hmm. you know, revitalization quest, you can actually see like what, where the other end of that portal looks like. And you're looking down at the, the broken tree. Right. So it's just, it's linked to those two areas. Mm -hmm. um, so time flowing throughout this land. Um, time can be broken. Time is a stream, can be manipulated. You can explore it. You can see its effects. You can technically kind of see into the past. That's that's also hilarious throughout this whole time. Every it's for me it's almost a meme at this point. Like anytime this says, Oh, something happened a long time ago, I'm gonna say, you know what? Let me guess. Five hundred years ago yep. and the very next line is mm -hmm. oh five hundred years ago. <laughs> I was laughing. I was actually laughing when they said five hundred years ago we had this event happen. <laughs> I'm like they keep being so blatant about it. I have a feeling this I have this theory like 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 several episodes ago like if we ever had like a a continuation of Genshin or a Genshin 2 we're gonna be playing this whole game again from the perspective of 500 years ago well, that, that's the thing is like I think it we, has to I feel like I feel like it wouldn't be a new game it would just be a different mode in this game that we just like oh yeah like, but like a new section or a new expansion yeah. will be hey play 500 years ago yeah and then they're setting up all these really nuts really awesome characters in the actual lore in cutscenes but like the the, the hand-drawn 2d cutscenes mm -hmm. the, the models are there the, the characters are there they're explained very well they, they existed 500 years ago if i mean Genshin does this great thing where they set up a character and like their arrival in the future and then suddenly they're here everyone wants to pull for the character mm -hmm. they, they can easily do this kind of stuff um so they 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 do well at you know doing constant setups and payoffs setups and payoffs so it's it's a, it seems to be kind of a waste to like have a detail like this and it never be brought up later on so i don't think i don't really think there's ever been like a, a wasted storyline because there's always been some kind of tie-in to the main storyline just like um Tainari, tainari's quest the karkata mm -hmm. the, the machine keeps popping up and like the darshan that he was a part of or like the the scientist that yeah, keeps popping up it keeps it keeps getting referenced like it's it's important the driving force it's part of what's going on in the background with the academia so yeah i mean yeah, like, i thought that was a big line yeah just 500 years ago obviously um cataclysm everything was a big catalyst for a lot of the current world the current the way that tevat is currently so yeah, it makes sense that they keep talking about it. I wonder if we will ever get to see it or play through it, especially since they've kind of given us the ability to play through our sibling um, through the Carabar quest. And, you know, the, even if we're playing through it as ourselves, but as our sibling, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that could be one way of us being able to experience what happened 500 years ago. So one thing about story that I have to keep reminding myself, mm -hmm. um, the story and the game 
is not built for 30 year olds 40 year olds it's not built for adults it's meant to be absorbed and digested by like a younger crowd by Wait, what story? it's meant to be the story just in general for this it's game not crafted for it's not crafted for a very specific age demographic it's it's meant to be experienced by everyone the reason why i have to bring it up like that is because i you know when we're going into like the the mechanical tunnels and trying to get that one last um there's like three little dendro spirits we had to get and then we had to be ran into that evil doctor or the evil like teacher scientist guy uh, and he's like yeah let me let me hold on to those for you like right. it's so blatantly obvious he's the bad guy <laughs> that's such that's such a bad guy thing to do but oh well little, okay so yeah little so, things like that so yeah the story itself mm -hmm. um i know a lot of people have had their gripes with as far as like the way a lot of the story is presented and it's gotten better but yeah i mean obviously that guy was like the most like obviously a bad guy character we've had in a while and in not in a cool way not like the Tore, you know what i mean so yeah so yeah basically it was like yeah not morally gray just yeah dark it, it was like evil for evil's sake almost like it was really lame so but i get that um and uh yeah, we we have uh we we have still I don't know, like this this one this whole situation as important and as connected as it is to the lore of the game. It just is it seems very removed from the main storyline, right? So It's a remote area, yeah, off yeah. to the side. So, uh, it's I mean, not like Dragon Spine. It's, it's kind of like its own thing. It's like yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dragon Spine I feel like is still relevant because it was, you know, a dark dragon above like where there's a spike of what a heavenly nail yeah the nail. celestial nail yeah but the thing yeah, is like nail. um the what's it called the that's also where albedo lives and albedo's main story takes place there right so um so yeah i think dragon's mind just is, is just like um inherently just more important of a place like we don't know anybody none of the other characters interact with this place specifically they mentioned Mm -hmm. Um, what's his name? They, so they mentioned the traveler's sibling coming through before, right? Mm -hmm. And they mentioned yep. the the one-eyed mage, the Conrian mage. Oh yeah, there were two. There were two like descript. There are no names, but like two. Mm -hmm. They described the look of two people that were integral to like the starting of this thing. Um, the one-eyed mage. I remember. I forget how they described the other one. Hmm. Um, that was towards the ending of the quest. Well, it was like the blonde person just like you. Wait, is that what they said? Oh. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to remember all the dialogue because it's it, it's been a little while because we wanted to give... We, it's uh, Honkai. We do this because we... Yeah, <laughs> we there's that. We, we try to give people enough time to get, go through the story because we don't want to talk about it too early because then, of course, it kind of spoils it for people who are just at the end because... If it's within the first week of opening, some people may play it at different times of day, or some people work, some people don't. But we try to hold off until like maybe like the latter half or the ending of the story or the patch because mm -hmm. these are these are kind of big reveals sometimes, and we don't want to you know ruin it for some people. So we we hold off. But uh, from what I remember, the one-eyed mage uh, was that referring to Dainsleaf? So okay, here's here's what it says. So the masked swordsman. Which is the blonde? No, wait, the no, the masked swordsman from Conria. 
would leave the sea of flowers alongside a young man with golden hair just like yours and this person's character is Lumine, right? So so Dane's left, left Dane's with leaf? the traveler. Is he a sword person? Yeah, he's a swordsman and he has a mask. Oh. Okay. Okay, so it says one arm sage, but we don't really know much about that, so we will have to see in the future. I'm sure there's a bunch of theory videos that talk about it, which we'll look into and get back to, and of course we can always discuss it in the Discord. So, um, yeah, so final thoughts on this Kavarna of Good and Evil story quest, Kahi. What do you want to uh, see I next? Like I, okay, if I had to, like, wrap up Sumeru with one final quest, I would want, like, a, what do they call it? Like a, like a victory lap kind of quest where we, like, you know, just run through from the beginning. Hey, you start from here, you know. See how everything changed from like that the where you first came into Sumeru all the way to like the desert and just a story summary of like what's going on. But I there'll be like a fun little little quest, but if I had to choose something that has like a bigger like a bigger implication or bigger connection to main storyline, I would want to see something with that big pyramid with King Deshret. I know we haven't seen the last of it because there's just, I feel like there's so much more down there. I think the thing about like, you know, old ancient buried ruins is that there's always going to be like some secrets. There's always going to be some bigger treasure that we have yet to find. And if there's a whole city buried there, what would it be like if the whole city were to be uncovered? Because maybe there's a big machine that just blows all the sand away. And then, hey, look, this is what the old world used to look like. That'll be awesome. Um, but until we get that, I think I'm actually very satisfied with this, with whole 3.0 to like 3.8, 3.7. Yeah. Well, all from the beginning to now, this just been chock full of like stuff. It's more than like 1.0, 2.0. I mean, Inazuma was great. Don't get me wrong. Aesthetically, it was great, but just sumo just had like the, the most stuff we've ever had in the game so far so if it only goes up from here oh my goodness that's gonna be a lot i think for fontaine or for anything i just want more fleshed out details um open-ended stories can be good but if they're just gonna be like oh uh what tune in next time or hey maybe maybe we'll see something more some sometimes a completed story might feel better um because there's just there's too there can eventually be too much too many stories to remember going forward so mm-hmm. if you forget one and then they come back it's gonna still feel like it's brand new just because we can't remember everything um it's it's really hard to make an unforgettable quest line so the uh, as far as like everything up to now i still remember jet you know because like she kept popping up like over every single patch ever since we should first interacted with her and the and the dad mm-hmm. um this last area was good um i like how it introduced you know, new ways to explore explore the areas um gave us some last minute you know bunches of chests to get some materials for and for all of our other characters but yep yeah, um i like it uh, what about you any final impressions yeah i mean for final impressions for me um kind of like you were saying like this so sumeru has so many side stories kind of like we have the aranara we have 
Jet's quest, we have this Pari quest, and they're all relatively long and have to do with something in some way, but I'm wondering if they're just meant to be here in Sumeru during this time to fill space. Um, and then, like, we just forget about them. <laughs> will, will we come back to them? Like, will will they be referenced again? Like, this Pari one feels really important to me because... Um, because of the uh, the fact that you get Sarush as like a gadget, um, but I'm I'm curious to see if Sarush comes back up in the main story at some point. And um, but like I don't know if they would because if if Sarush comes back in the main story, then that would mean that you would be required to do the Pari quest, which which could always be Wouldn't a thing. That they mean could, they she could didn't fulfill her duty or destiny because she's like they're. They have like a very weird view of death because they just they exist to fulfill a mission. So I mean, if we keep seeing her again, then well, I mean, I don't know really about doing what keep she's seeing her. For. Just I mean, like, do we see them again ever at all? Because, um, you know, chances are we won't see the Aranara outside of Sumeru, right? And um, we're about yeah, to move on to Fontaine. Not. So I wonder if it's going to be similar, like where we're gonna. Because I feel like we didn't get as much of this in Inazuma. Like we got the, we did get the uh, the Tsurumi Island with like Rue and that whole that whole story, which was like a whole separate thing. Um, but we got basically that times three in Tsumaru. We got three different places that were kind of dedicated to these um, these side stories, and I'm I'm just curious to see like how going forward, like if how often we will refer to these stories um, going forward. And yeah, I, I'm just I, I think it's nice. I think it's nice for like the the world building and stuff. But um just curious, you know? But it they, I think it was like uh the area was really nice. I think the the story was like I said, it was a pretty good journey with Sarush kind of finding out more about like herself and everything and how the Pari are. It's just kinda weird because like Pari even after spending all this time in Sumeru, we just met the Pari <laughs> and then find out how important they Suddenly. are. Suddenly. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. kind of like random. It was like out of nowhere. Like nobody was expecting this. So I'm curious how many more of those we'll get in the future. Like, up oh, new patch drop. Up oh, there's here's this new thing. But it also makes you think like, okay, so Tevat has a lot of these like mystical creatures, right? Like, you know, the Adepti and what have you and the Aranara. And... I remember at the beginning we were kind of talking about how I mean, at some point I remember talking having a conversation about Paimon and how sus she is and like what is Paimon? Why does everyone just accept yeah, Paimon? Yeah, no one knows what Paimon is. But like yeah, even you know like these ancient creatures. If things like the Pari exist, like I guess people aren't surprised <laughs> like that Paimon exists. Honestly, they're just like oh uh, another magical creature. Oh well, nice to meet you. <laughs> like you know, um, obviously some people might be more used to it than others, but. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like I'm really curious to see how these stories come back in some way, whether it's a, through another side quest or whether it directs, uh, relates directly to the main story. But that's just my final thoughts on this Pari quest. So, cool. Welcome so that being surprise. Said, yeah, so that being said, let's move on to our community question discussion. Um, so last week we asked... Have you tried Honkai Star Rail or are you planning on it? What are your impressions so far? And of course, this is because our last episode was about Genshin versus Star Rail. 
And um, yes, so for me, my impression is yes, I've tried it. Yes, I'm caught up to the story. Yes, I'm currently addicted a little bit. <laughs> um, it is a very fun game to be. I'm sure the hype will die down a little bit more, but I am fully determined to hit max level eventually and um, try to build up my teams as much as possible and um, and keep up with the content. What about you, Kahi? I like it. I'm liking my experience so far. I'm nowhere near end game. I'm still like in the middle of the story. I still have a whole another planet to visit. Um, I am still free to play. Uh, I didn't even purchase like their battle pass thing. Um, I'm going to try and stay free to play as long as I can. I don't really plan on spending in this game because oddly enough, all the characters that you naturally get are actually still really good and really relevant. They are. Um, the first, okay, I had my guaranteed five star, which was Welt, which is awesome. He's amazing. And the recent, hmm? he's amazing. <laughs> he is great. Yeah, I'm very photogenic. I mean, really liking the photo mode in this game because I can, I feel like I turn the head a little bit easier. I can get like, I can't adjust like the the focal length of the f stop, which is, I guess I didn't really use it in Genshin either. But it'll be nice to just add a little bit of a bokeh effect or some blur here uh -huh. and there. But the one thing that, um, oh, this is just recently, um, the character I got to the five star, the first random five star character I got was a character that I was not planning to ever get. And I don't really use him at all. Anyways, is, um, Yan, Yanqing. Mm -hmm. Apparently he's really good. He's really he's kind of like, uh, what is he like? I'm trying to figure out like what Genshin character he's like because he's like he's a good crit, <laughs> um, single target. Um, I mean aesthetically he looks like, like Aether and Shao had a baby, and then kinda, yeah. um, and then his abilities look kind of like Xing Chou because he has these rain swords, yeah, or he has ice swords, it's like ice swords. Yeah. He, okay. I'm not really like fun of like bratty type of characters like this or like I know he's like happy go lucky kid and everything, but mm -hmm. maybe it's because he. The way he looks and feels now. Wait, you haven't even met him in the story yet. No. Oh. I'm okay. sure he's fine. Well, we don't. We actually. Just it's so funny. Style. The one, the one scene that we see of him, he's kind of bratty. So, like, uh, I'm yeah, sure we'll learn looks. more about him in the future. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to judge a character by their looks here, but like, it's a cosmetic game. <laughs> to me, like, I want this character because they look great. I'm still trying to get Himiko. Either Himiko, like Sila, just because she's on the limited banner. And like Branya, because she's like great team support. Um, ugh. I know this game is eventually gonna just convince me to roll because I know they're gonna have like awesome design characters. It's very Genshin like, but they still have a very unique like design aspect to it. I feel like they're a little bit, they might be a little bit more detailed as far as like. This kind of game allows the characters to be, I guess, bigger, like their abilities can be bigger because they don't actually have to ren render the whole thing into an open world scene. Um, so they can just they can have bigger effects, bigger skills and just the combat is still good. I'm not a, I was never a turn based guy, turn based game guy. And mm -hmm. I never played the original Final Fantasies. I'm still liking this game. Um, I know there are still people who don't and that's fine. Um, but it's still something I can do off to the side. I can actually play this while I'm watching something else. So it's it's a good game to have as like a mix into like all the other games you're playing. It's 
and I know some people are gonna take this as their main game. Mm-hmm. I know Genshin is some people's main game. Some people play Genshin off to the side as well. But it's a good addition to the mix of games that Hoyoverse is capable of. So we have like the open world, we have the turn-based, we have a card game built into Genshin. They have a very wide reach. I just feel like Zenless Zone Zero is gonna add like the arena fighting or like just combo roguelike combo combat. Mashing roguelike mm-hmm. combat it's only a matter of time before they make an fps i'm <laughs> just wondering how they're gonna do that <laughs> that's actually really i don't funny. know if I they will about that no i don't think they would but they, they could if they wanted to they totally could i would love an auto chess battler and that's what i would love mm, i think the genre is still not as popular yeah they, they, they can the, make it popular they could make it popular, but they still want to make a game they know is going to draw an audience too. They could do the best version of it, but I feel like it it wouldn't draw as big of a crowd as like these other main games. That's yeah, why I'm saying like F- FPS is like the natural progression of if they have to. Oh my! Can you, know, you imagine an FPS with like Genshin Honkai graphics? Yeah, I'm thinking cool. maybe third person because if you okay if you oh like Fortnite. make it third person. Yeah, if you make it all first person, then you're not going to really see like the characters you're rolling for That's or like true. the heroes that That's you get true. or the equipment. It's not like Destiny. Like Destiny is most of a first person, but there's abilities and certain I would be down for a, a shooter for third person. Like yeah. a, a behind the back third person shooter slash brawler. That'd be interesting. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, one of the biggest appeals of FPS is the first person aspect, especially if you have to aim. Right. If you want to like, a lot of storytelling is framed from the perspective of first person. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Genshin, you know, Genshin, you have like the big world, and then you have Honkai, which is like more narrow vision, but still implies like a heavenly perspective because you can just, you can control the car- the camera way more. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm liking Honkai for what it is. Um, not too many people are. We've, we've, it's even in our community question answers and discussion. So some people like this genre, some people don't. They, they got into Genshin because they like Genshin and they saw the appeal. Um, this isn't everyone's cup of tea, but what about the people in discord? What are they saying? Uh, what's our community answers, Josh? Okay. So, um, so Kazu says, um, I haven't tried it yet, but I will, since you guys told me I can choose my character. My, my boy Yanching, who's very Genshin-like design, I love him a lot. Um, so yeah, so like that—that's one appeal why a lot of people are trying trying Honkai Star at all is because it looks very similar to Genshin. You know, the style is is almost the same, but in a different setting. So it's really interesting. Uh, Paimonyaka says I'm Trailblazer level 20, and I really like it. Not as much as Genshin though. I guess I haven't been playing it for as long as I've been playing Genshin, so it might be a matter of time. And I'm emotionally connected more to Genshin because of the characters whom I feel are like my friends by now. So it might take me some time to get there, or maybe I'll just always prefer Genshin because it was my first love. <laughs> um, the first. You always have the the first bias. Mm-hmm. And uh, Salito says, uh, I do like Honkai Star Rail, but I don't want to say it's better or worse than Genshin. They operate differently and hopefully release content at different times as well. However, one thing Star Rail does do better is some quality of life that maybe Genshin can get in 4.0 and the fact that i can auto battle so it's easier to play on my phone um agree um sarah says sarah q says 
Great music, stunning graphics, amazing cutscenes, an interesting story, and unlike Genshin, the game actually runs flawlessly on both phone and tablet. It's surprisingly lightweight, but most importantly, the character interactions in Starrail are goofy, parody-like, and straight-up hilarious. Yeah, that is the one aspect I like. Um, obviously, the hilarity, the comedy. Right, the writing. Um, obviously, Genshin is like this open-world game that has to load a lot when you're playing the game, and so when you're playing a turn-based game, it kind of uh, splits up the processing a lot so you don't have to load the entire world while fighting you just got to load the area you're fighting in and then when you go back to the world it loads a different area so like it's it's more broken up so your your phone can handle it a little better um you can run better on lower spec devices so even though the graphics are really nice uh umbrella says it looks interesting but i'm in my mid-30s and i really only have enough time to play one involved game well maybe i'll pick it up in a couple of years when there's considerable Same. amount of content and the game is oh really i fine. felt that <laughs> oh, I felt that one. <laughs> um, Rise six oh six says I don't like turn-based games that much, but I like HSR. I tried it, but I'm not finished the intro because I feel claustrophobic playing this after Sumeru Desert Exploration. With that said, there is a reason why I want to play again and maybe sooner. And then uh, in Sparkles, Dan Hung. <laughs> yeah. So yep. Um. Yeah, it's, it's really different. funny. It yeah, is. The space is yeah. very different. Is it's funny like specifically after Sumeru especially it's like so open and then you're just like oh now I'm in a tunnel and I have to go this way like it's kind of like how Honkai could feel <laughs> to some people I have to go this way but yes. you have unlimited sprint <laughs> um, you can't jump it's true it's weird uh, WL Forever Banna says have tried but not completed the initial tutorials yet definitely want to play it just need some time to make it to do so I really enjoy the storytelling so far and for a music slash bank junkie the inclusion of canon and D at the beginning gave me massive goosebumps and so much me- new meaning to the story. Yeah, that intro was so good with Kafka. <laughs> it's like a that? rendition. It's like a, yeah, it's like a cover of it. Mm. A little bit different. The notes slightly different, but you can tell it's canon. It's yeah, it's nice. Um, Strawberry says, "Growing up, I was the girl that preferred Kingdom Hearts over Final Fantasy, mainly because of the battle aspect. I like to smash all the buttons, and I didn't like turn-based games because they seemed very slow-paced and actually made you think strategically." However, I gave HSR a try anyway because I simply love the way Hoyoverse designs their games and characters. I've been pleasantly surprised with so many things. Burst animations make the battles fun for me even though it's still not smashing buttons. The music is great and the character design is stunning. There's so many modern humor in it as well with the sassy answers, text messages, and garbage cans. I'm a fan. The only thing I want to add is that I'm not sure if I'll keep playing it for the long run just because of the kind of world and vibes space slash futuristic is not really my thing. Which is totally fine. Yep. I mean, if you're not into the space thing, you're not into the space thing, right? Some people's fantasy worlds or like fantasy aspect, whenever they hear that word, they think of like Tolkien style. They think of like old school, like Roman army kind of thing, or like just, they think more classical, like aesthetics, but then futuristic is a completely different thing because there's technology involved. There's lights and just, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, all kinds of like weird stuff that looks almost too hyper realistic some people like the romanticizing of you know the old ways the old sword and like horse riding and open valleys honestly i like that i really do it's cool it's a completely unique and separate vibe not too many people like the futuristic like synth wave cyberpunk vibe well i mean a lot of people do but but because because it's not grounded different audiences yeah yeah, it's like very harder for some people to like Mm mm-hmm because it doesn't exist yet as opposed to um you know 
like the medieval fantasy style which was based in reality like which is like a real thing there were castles there were knights there were you know that stuff was real it's tangible like, yeah yeah this definitely feels good like it could totally look like this yeah everything in the future is like wh why 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 is it that yeah exactly and you have to explain some scientific reason <laughs> um but yeah, uh, RCLS said I played Star Rail quite a bit. I wanted to like it, but I just didn't. It's a good game, but it's not for me. Again? Okay. I really want to play... Oh, TNT says, I really want to play HSR, but my phone storage will not survive it, so I'll just play Genshin and pray that the next patch won't demand that I uninstall everything except Genshin. And speaking of impressions, they're great. It's just so beautiful and cool. I hope one day I'll be able to play it. Yeah, I mean... Storage if, if you're Yeah, if you're not playing on, like, PlayStation or... Uh, which it's not out on PlayStation yet. It will come out uh, in like uh, probably in a couple months, I assume. And then um, there's PC. But if you're playing on your phone, if you're strictly a phone player, um, if you don't have enough storage, you then you don't have enough storage. And Genshin takes up a lot of space. Honkai takes up a decent amount of space. So, but it'll be there. It's free to play. You can play it whenever you want. So that's cool. Um, Kemleon said, I haven't, and I'm not since I'm too focused in Genshin, not willing to split my time with another massive game. Again, another valid point. Understandable. Yep. Completely understandable. Uh, Insignia says, "I wasn't sure I'd be. I sh I wasn't sure I'd. Uh. Insignia says, "I wasn't quite sure I'd like it because I'm generally not a fan of turn-based combat, but it's become. But it's been my new obsession. There are notable similarities to Genshin, such as the animation style and the general structure of things. But at the end of the day, it still feels like its own unique game in terms of the writing and how it feels to play, which to me makes it a good game to play alongside Genshin for a variety." It's fun, hectic, and pretty clear that the writers are having a lot of fun with it, which in turn makes it really fun to play. Yeah, the writers seriously have a lot of fun with it. And I'm sure the translators are having a ton of fun with it, too. Um, oh, that's great. I'm sure some puns may not translate well, or like some mm -hmm. common like everyday phrases. Yeah. Animal Strange, I'm playing very casually one week in what I like so far. My main character actually has a backbone and more attitude. Dialogue is well written, lots of jokes, memes, and Easter eggs. Daily gameplay, daily gameplay is less grindy than Honkai Impact 3rd, we'll see in the long run. Turn-based battles are surprisingly fast and efficient once you know a lot, or once you know how. A lot of quality of life improvements compared to previous Hoyaverse games. What I don't like, can't climb or jump, can't eat in battle. I miss my NRE. <laughs> nice, yeah, the food bag. Oh, I was wondering what that was. Yeah, the, it's like the NRE Menu 30 or whatever it's called. I don't know why what, it's called What that. did it stand for? NRE? Uh, I forget what it was. It stood for something. I'll look it up later. Okay. Um, Tanari with Wings says, At this point, people have already covered most of what I was going to say, but I'll add two things. One, shenanigans. Two, pretty fox ladies. Yay. Tingyun. Oh, Tingyun. Tingyun. Okay, what was... Do you have Tingyun? Is she broken? She, I don't know if she's broken, but she's really good. Especially if you have like someone like Yan Ching, which I don't. I like. Oh, she buffs people. I might have to. Aim. Oh, she's a buffer. Okay. I thought she does. She affect speed. Does she what? Does she affect speed? If you get her first constellation, Adelon, yeah. Oh, okay. I've been really getting into like speed buffs now just because mm -hmm. wow it feels good when the enemy doesn't get dude the to dude <laughs> i i was streaming simulated universe yesterday and i my entire team went three to four times before like three and a half times before the enemy can move again because they were frozen and imprisoned and slowed and i didn't even use asta like wow like wealth is just so strong <laughs> like, i timed it 
I, I, I recorded like a clip because the first time this happened, I thought, wow, I, I'm still attacking. Mm-hmm. I went like the longest I went where I was still attacking was like three and a half minutes. Dude. Of me just straight attacking and they couldn't do anything. Bro, like wealth, right? It's so good. Y- yep. Wealth and Asta mm-hmm. is hilarious because wealth makes them slower. Asta makes you faster. And like, if I have enough like energy recharge, I'm like, <laughs> I'm constantly casting, and they just, I can, I love when seeing like their, the enemies, you know, profile picture just shift down. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I'm still That's so good. <laughs> um, Rex Lapisn't says I had convinced myself to stay away to protect my free time. LOL. But now I want to give it a try because Josh and some other members of the server did a really good job at unconvincing me. I'm excited by what everyone's saying about the writing being a little off the wall. It's downloaded now and just waiting for me to give in. <laughs> um, and then Retro Sky said, I've tried Honkai SR and love it. However, I don't have the time for both Genshin and HSR. I care about Genshin more, so for the foreseeable future, I'm going to continue focusing on Genshin and play more SR when I have the time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, that's mm-hmm. Discord. What are people saying in, uh, in Spotify? Uh, Spotify, more or less of the same. Um, but they kind of condense their answers to like a sentence or two. So we have Kamisato says, I have not tried it and I probably won't try it because I don't like ground based games. That's fair. It's not for everyone. I was the same way. However, I was genuinely surprised. Um, if you had to pick, and of course, if your time is limited, Genshin was a really huge game and a lot of people find as much or if not more entertainment and value in that, Genshin is still great. We're still going to be Genshin guys. We're not changing our logo or name anytime soon. The Star Rail Studs. The Honkai Honks. No. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Uh, Next up we have an interesting name. Lots Now Game Psych says, I like the graphics, but I like free world exploring. More interesting. But I'm going to try it. So yeah, it's worth a try. Definitely worth a look. At the very least. Uh, Next, Peachy on Genshin. Uh, I have been burnt out of Genshin, and so I played Honkai. I prefer the fighting mechanics. This is before Baiju comes out, so he may get me back into Genshin. But for now, Honkai is my go-to. Yangqing is my fave. Okay, maybe I'll practice with Yangqing a little bit more. <laughs> I don't feel like I have a team around him yet. I'm still very early. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're when good. I get more characters. Yeah. I mean, if you need eyes, um... you can just use March 7th. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Totsu says, I just started today. So far, I really like it. This is a couple of days ago, so Totsu has been about five days into it. So far, I really like it. The characters are beautiful, and I love the music, too. I already have Himiko. Oh, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I already have Himiko, and I love her. I'm working on how to build these guys. Damn it. I want that character so bad. Uh, Grayish says, I have started it, and I absolutely love it. I got married to Sampo. <laughs> some people just like those kinds of characters i hate sampo he's dory he's the dory of the game hey, his voice actor is good though i mean his english voice i have no problem with the varies. with his uh, performance <laughs> it's uh, his his character is the sleazy yeah. you never know if you could trust him mm-hmm. kind of you character. really don't like dory but yeah but i don't like you? sampo more and that's because like you know he <laughs> Well, because, like, he's everything I don't want to be in a person. I, I realized this the other day. Like, I, yep. I, I want, I, hear you. I don't want to be that person people no. can't trust. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, that. that's terrible. And so, like, uh, you know, and in most cases, it's, like, for your own benefit. And so, 
Yeah, I would never be friends with someone like that, nor do I want to be that mm-hmm. person. So nope. that's why I don't First like that. Level zero. The design, his design is actually cool. I like his design. And He's his cool. voice is great, and the performance is great, but I just don't like The archetype him. of character. Yeah, I don't like that kind of character. The sleazy merchant and, character. Mm-hmm. And lastly, The Quiet Gem says, I've watched my brother play it for a bit. Seems really fun. Haven't seen the gotcha system yet. Oof. 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 <laughs> Haven't seen the gotcha system yet. Oof. Well, it's well, the same as Genjin, so if you know Genjin, then yeah. you know. I think... This, uh, I mean, of course, it's like release, release, you know, time. Um, what do they call it? The honeymoon, honeymoon period. Honeymoon phase. The game gives you a lot of stuff mm-hmm. early. As you get to higher level, that amount of free stuff trickles off and levels off to like none. And now you have to really earn all the currency. So it, I mean, it's worth it to have like a good starting team or like, hey, try your luck, and then. It slows down because you're just really focused on gameplay at that point. Um, but yeah, overall, a lot of people still have the, the, I guess, the feeling of Genshin's my main, Honkai's the side. Some people are like, actually, I can play Honkai more. Um, Genshin is kind of a time sink, but I mean, I'm working or I have all this other stuff, my phone space. Genshin's always been like that one that's notorious for taking up so much space. Some some people literally couldn't get Sumeru because their phone was full. So, right. well, we can't go to Sumeru. Um, I like it. I'm still exploring. I know I'm going to get a lot of a lot of playtime out of this. I feel like there's more end game repeatable things you can do in Honkai. Genshin is more like open ended open world. You can do it however you want, wherever you want, whenever you want, as much as you want. Very free. Um. What about you, Josh? Any final final thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, so I guess for final thoughts for Honkai specifically is that um, since Kahi and I both play Honkai and we're interested in it, we've talked about possibly doing some side episodes of the podcast about Honkai. Um, but Bonuses? Yeah, it would, it would be an extra thing. It wouldn't even be like, it would not, there would be no schedule for it. It would just be kind of whenever we felt like it or whenever we have something to talk about. So uh, if you're interested in hearing about that, let us know in the Discord. Let us know in um, on Twitter or Spotify, wherever you're listening. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll get one of those out whenever we have some time. But that being said, I'd like to move on to our next week's question, which is, okay, so think about Baiju and Changsheng or like D-Luke and his little owl. If you could give a playable character a pet that doesn't already have one, who would it be? And what animal would it be? So let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know in Discord. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. So lastly, let's do our last segment, which is one last wish. Kahi, are you ready? Woo! I am ready. Okay. Are you going to go first? I'll go first and I'll do something that I've never done before. I'm going to roll for Ganyu. What's that? I'm going to roll for Ganyu. I never rolled Ganyu the first time or the second. Oh. And you know what? Might as well. Because it's Ganyu. Um, I'm not really planning. I mean, I have good weapons already. But just just for the lols. I'm going to roll once for Ganyu. I swear, if I get Ganyu, <laughs> that'll be hilarious. All right, Ganyu. Let's see if you can come home. Wish number one. 
and it's blue. Any blue characters? There's no three-star characters? Oh, man. No Harbinger of Dawn. Oh. Well. It's a sword. You win some, you lose some. All right. Now, I'm going to roll on Immaculate Pulse. I'm going to roll on Baiju. I'm actually trying to get his C1. Um, I'm not going to spend anything really for it, though. I'm just going to see if I can get it. All right. Let's see. Go. Oh, it's purple. Yay. It's official. Yeah. Nice. C27 official. Yeah. <laughs> 27. All right. Well, you win this round. Okay, so that wraps up the show for today. Thanks for listening. And if you have the time, please leave us a comment and a review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And follow us on Twitter, once again, at Genshin Guys Pod. Um, my Twitter at JSide Gaming. Uh, my Twitch at twitch.tv slash JSide. And Kahi's Twitter at Kahiao, K A H I Y A O. Also, don't forget to join the Discord if you haven't already. Link is in the description. And as always, Ad Astra Ebisos. Hoshitoshien o mezase!